You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, hit us up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Hey, Gordon. Larry, how you feeling tonight, my friend? Gordon, now I'm going to come off as Debbie Downer. What? Okay, I am. I know I am. Why? I know I, I know I am. I know I am. But Gordon, only after sweeping the Giants today, okay, I should be on a high. You should, I should be. be ecstatic. Be I with the rest be, of the Met fans. I should be unbelievably happy. Yeah. Until I heard the Jacob DeGrom's next MRI set for Monday because the medical staff is unhappy and he had stiffness in the shoulder. Well, I think that one's kind of out of your control. That's almost like one of those ones where you just got to kind of forget about it. And it, 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 what <sighs> you, if you love it, set it free. If it comes back to you, it was yours. And if it doesn't, it was never yours to begin with. That type of thing. I think you got to kind of forget about him. And if and when he ever comes back, then you can get worked up about it then. But I, I would just say live in the now. Tomorrow was promised to no one, Larry. And the now for you is fantastic. Your team is. is rolling along. You're rolling sweeping along. teams. The it's guy early. that you paid to be an ace pitcher is acting like an ace pitcher. It's early. It is early. It's early. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic for how they're playing now. I absolutely am. And Gordon, that, that's the only thing that would give me a little down thing is about the Grom. Because once again, in the back of my mind, is he ever coming back? Is he ever coming back? McGill did not have his stuff in the first game. They found a way to win despite that. I mean, Gordon, let's let's be honest. Eventually, we're going to need him. I mean, come on, Gordon, be honest. Eventually, we're going to need the ace de Grom to be able to do something in this. Even if it's even if it's September, eventually we're going to have to need him. And to once again have this. You know, it's funny. Uh, Big Daddy Ty and I were texting earlier. And, he, and I read the Joel Sherman article about uh, is it really 10 games in or is it 173 because of what happened last year and so on and so forth. I feel like that. I feel like it's, it's last year all over again. And the year before that, as far as DeGrom is concerned. Well, look, I, I, I can understand. There's a legitimate reason to be concerned of, of when he comes back and, and if he comes back. Because even when he does come back, you're going to have to just kind of hold your breath. I would think that maybe you might feel a little better if Mm -hmm. there was some sort of treatment plan that was defined of, okay, here's what the injury is. This is how long this takes to heal. Mm -hmm. He will then have to ramp up for this period of time, and you can expect him back June 1. July one, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I can understand why that would be um, that would be concerning. Uh, And now the fact that it's things are still not not. It's not even that things are not right. It's that things are so wrong that you're going back in there to take a look again. It's like we don't know what's going on in there. Like you know, it's like Gordon. It's like well, it should work. Okay, so (laughs) you're putting something together for your kid, right? And you got the directions, and you put it together, and all of a sudden, there's like three extra pieces <laughs> and you're like, but it should work. It should be together. Why, where are these three extra pieces going? The thing is together. Why, why, what, why are these pieces here? That's what it feels like at this point, because I don't know what it is. They, they kind of don't know what it is. Is it something different? Is it the same thing? There's no treatment plan. We're going to go back in and look, I mean, Gordon, give me a break with this now. 
Yeah, rest, I don't think that rest is going to fix anything because he had a bunch of rest last year, and then as soon as he started doing it again, it was it was it was the same problem, right? He had a new, yeah. well, not the same problem, but a new problem, and he had to shut it down again. It was the same result, maybe a yes. new problem. So, yeah, I can understand how you would feel that way, but I oh. think at this stage with him, he is so far away from being back. Yeah, I think you kind of have to put him out of your mind and hope that eventually you get some clarity, which you have not gotten so far. Uh, but look. It could be a whole lot worse, right? Like the yeah. team could kind of fall apart and fall upon itself with missing the best pitcher in baseball. But they have picked up the slack, and you talked about McGill. Yeah, he wasn't great as, as he was in the first two starts today, but I thought it was important that he gave up two in the second, two in the third, and then was still able Shut to come back out and get some outs for you. Yep. Uh, and, and then, of course, you get Max Scherzer in the nightcap, and he does what he does. So, mm-hmm. hey, life right now as a Met fan is good. It's good. It's really good. I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm just, I'm just uh, walking on eggshells, Gordon. Just quiet. Well, I just, will say just, this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because, because I'm not like some of my other brother and sister Met fans. All that, ah, we got this town. We got this. I've seen too many years. <laughs> right. <laughs> These turn, eyes have seen too much, my friend. No, I understand. Turn on a dime. I'm, I'm, I'm quietly, quietly very pleased. Well, I will say this because you opened by saying, you know, I'm going to sound like a Debbie Downer. There are people who will find the negative in anything. Mm-hmm. I think what you're doing, though, it's, it's not finding the negative in anything because the biggest negative is still, it's, it's like foreshadowing. It's like looming. It's like watching that movie and you know that plot point is going to come up later and the bad guy is going to not really be dead. Hey, Gordon, uh, the fact I know the that, shark is coming to shore. Right, the shark <laughs> is coming, right, yeah. So the fact that the, you get the news about DeGrom is not great, but... I think you just got to live in the now and yeah. hope that that kind of takes care of itself and somebody somewhere finds an answer. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of look at this night as like a tale of the aces, right? Because Garrett Cole, great in the first inning, Gordon, second inning, I, I don't know whether the cold got to him or what happened. He just couldn't grip the baseball. He had no feeling to it. It was all over the place. I mean, what do you throw, like 50 pitches in the second? is unbelievable how it just turned off for him. Well, look, it, it's already been established as I, – I, I guess it has to be kind of established as fact now that he is just not the same guy without being able to grip the baseball the way he was. And, look, I don't expect him to be this bad every time out, but tonight mm-hmm. was an absolute disaster. It was. And, and it's not hard to put the pieces together. I mean, you're not, you're not exactly John Nash in the shed drawing the strings from piece to piece, the conspiracy theory. The guy can't grip the baseball. He can't throw strikes. And even the strikes that he was throwing, they were on. And he, he had good velocity, so I don't think it's, a, it's an injury issue. Nope. I mean, he was throwing 97, 99. But even when he was, guys were fouling those pitches off. He just could not get out of that inning, and he could not control the baseball. And, and the control is the issue with him. The velocity has always been good, but the fact that he is not able to use the, the spider tech anymore, mm-hmm. he does not look like the same guy. And that was my concern coming into the year. My number one concern with the rotation was you need Garrett Cole to be the, the old Garrett Cole. And so far through his three starts, um, he has not been. And tonight, woof, that was a disaster. Like the first two, I will chalk up to early in the season. Yes. Not really stretched out. Yes. Tonight is the worst. I would not say worst case. I guess worst case scenario would be an injury. But short of an injury, tonight was the worst case scenario. But now here's the good and the bad. Okay. Which one you want first, the good or the bad? (laughs) I'll take the good. I need some good right now. The good is your bullpen has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Smith, Peralta, Holmes, Castro, shut down Tigers. Been phenomenal. 
the bad thing is your bullpen's been phenomenal because you had to go to four guys because you're, you're trying to piece out what well, you're trying to piece out s- seven innings, Gordon. You, he went an inning in two thirds. You're trying to piece out seven innings. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's more taxing on the bullpen, but that bullpen has been fabulous. Well, I'll say this. Garrett Cole, great job missing bats tonight. Unfortunately, he was also missing the strike zone. And a team player, obviously, Larry, he was doing what he could to take the, the focus off this lousy, anemic Yankee offense. Uh, and I'm sure everybody tomorrow is going to be talking about Garrett Cole, Garrett yes. Cole, Garrett Cole. And rightfully so. He was absolutely brutal tonight. He has not been good so far this year. But that's the, the headline for tonight. The headline for the season remains the same. The mm-hmm. Yankees cannot score runs. They cannot get hits with running, runners in scoring position. They don't really even put runners into scoring position to get hits with runners, with runners in scoring position. They don't hit home runs. Yeah. And it's the same thing night after night. And it's, it's one thing, hey, you had a bad weekend in Baltimore. Okay, I don't buy that, but they're, they're tonight they're 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. Like it, like it's a, like a joke. If you were to script this, it would be unbelievable. Like no, they have to get a hit with runners in scoring position at some point. But whatever's going to click, it has not clicked so far. That's for sure. And every team, every pitcher looks like Cy Young. Yeah, and and Stanton just got under one there. I mean, it's 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 crazy because I mean, <laughs> I texted you earlier. I was like, because I saw the first, was it the first or second inning? Yeah. I mean, the, the pop fly in the infield, you know, everybody comes around, the ball pops out of the pitcher's glove. And this is why you don't want the pitcher catching the ball in the infield. There's other, in, there's five other guys in the infield. Could somebody else catch the ball other than the pitcher? Yeah, and if you're going to go catch it, go catch it. Don't like, yeah. don't, don't, don't be the, uh, Willie Mays Hayes basket <laughs> catch, right? Exactly. I mean, don't ever do that again. Um, I mean, that's the way the Yankees are scoring runs. I mean, if, if not yeah. for that, yep. they'd have even less. That's right. Oh, my God, Larry. Sound the go. alarm. Sound hey. the horns. Oh, my God. It, is ha- it happened. It happened. The Yankees got a hit with runners in scoring position. So, 4-2 Yankees. They're now 1-11. for 11. Woohoo. Break out the band. Yeah. <laughs> it took the guys so long to find the sounder because they haven't played it. Where the hell is that Yankee sounder? Did we, did we get rid of that? We don't use it anymore. There it is. Yes, indeed. Oh, my gosh. We need as much of a cushion for Chapman coming in in the ninth. So. Oh, Lord. Yes, you oh. do. You don't it's know not over try. yet. It's not over yet, Larry. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, apparently I have uh, misread the situation with DeGrom. Oh, okay. So he is going to undergo the follow-up MRI on the stress reaction in his right scapula on Monday. But there was no... um, It didn't get worse. It didn't get worse. Okay. It didn't get worse. Well, I mean, I think the overall point remains the same in that you don't know when he's coming back. No, I don't. We, we, We don't know that it's healed. We don't know what the issue is. And right. even if it goes away, like if he goes for the MRI and they're like, okay, clean bill, you know, start ramping up. Mm-hmm. How can you have any confidence that he's not going to get hurt again at some point? Yeah, it is. It is. But I, I you know, I'm, I, I, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I don't want to give out misinformation. Yes. <clears> I got <throat> you. You know, <clears throat> right. That, that's other, they, other people have that copyrighted. Larry. <laughs> Look at that right away. Boom. Struck out. Boom. Sit down. 
Yeah, that's it. That's Aroldis Chapman for you. That's it. Against the Tigers in April, boom, he's, he's locked down. <laughs> Lock it down. Although it beats the alternative, I'll take what I can get right now. You know, look, as bad as the team has been, yes, and as bad as, as Cole looked tonight, yes, and the fact that Judge and Gallo have one RBI and one home run combined. You'll take this win. I'll take any win I can get, Larry. You'll I'll take, take any win. win I can get in April. As long as you win the game, you need wins. You need uh, a win. We right do. Now. We do need wins. You know, yeah, so that's sure. all. Um, <laughs> before we get back to baseball, can I just make one comment? Yes. And I, I know it's draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of respect for Kuiper and McShay. I do. Okay. I have a lot of respect for them. But can we just relax when we talk about Sauce Island coming somewhere? <laughs> I mean, I covered Darrell Rivas and Rivas Island. Yeah, that's that's, and the line was, and listen, once again, he didn't allow a touchdown when he played. It's he didn't. Nobody scored on him. I think last season was Kuiper was uh, McShay's comment. Didn't nobody scored a touchdown on him last season? Mm-hmm. It's Cincinnati. Yeah, it okay. is a little different. It's a little different. I mean, right. he, he, he could be a tremendous player. Of I know course, Bart Scott absolutely. loves him. Bart Scott loves him, okay? It's a little early to be talk, comparing him to Darrell Rivas by right. saying Sauce Island. Just a, just a little bit early. Just a little bit early. Whatever happened to walk softly and carry a big stick? You know, like whatever happened to kind of, and this is not him doing it. It's a, no, you know, no, no. it's, it's, it's other the hype people machine. Doing it. It's the oh, hype machine, draft. right? Draft like, why machine. don't we just kind of like no, allow this guy to kind of come in and and under the radar? I mean, he can't be under the radar. He's a first round pick, but you know what I'm saying. Let's not yes. give him a nickname before he's earned the nickname. Yeah, you know, I mean, he could be Sauce Gardner. I'm, I'm good. Happy right? What is it? Sauce a nickname? It is, but right. Sauce so is... yeah, I don't know that we need Whoa. another. Right. That's a, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, uh, just let's breathe a moment here. Let, let it breathe for a second. Let it mm-hmm. breathe for a second. 1-800-919-3776. Let's take Gordon's mind off the game and talk to you on the phone. Spike is in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Get a chance to say hello to you. Congratulations on the Mets and uh, when, you were, when you were going over the uh, uh, DeGrom situation. I'm going, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I read everything on it. But listen, he may not pitch this year. He may just not. Oh. Yeah, let's, listen, they got plenty of arms. Scherzer did what you paid him to do. He's brilliant to watch. He reminds me with his delivery, his toughness, his, his uh, Siva. Uh, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, thick legs and, you know, just reared back. Oh, Nolan Ryan type. Mm-hmm. He's a bulldog. He's a bulldog. That's a great get, so. We'll see Gordon. One more out. Is that it? We got got it. No, we out? got it. It's a, the, oh. Say hello to your first place New York Yankees. There you go. Yeah. Got it done. Okay. You know, it's funny. You always complain when you're working, you know, out of where you are in New Jersey and you have direct TV. The stream that comes across where I pick you up on, on the stream, it's sometimes a minute and 45 seconds behind. So, you know, everything's up in the cyberspace. But uh, I, you know what? They play. They start playing baseball way too early. They really do. It's ridiculous the way they dress, the way they, you know, wear their stuff and everything. But Mets are doing good, and the Yankees are in first place. What are you going to complain about, you know? Nothing. So, one basketball we'll find comment. Something. <laughs> yeah, I've just got one basketball comment to yes. make. I got because it's me. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is, is a beast of a defender. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the, the villains in the garden went from Reggie Miller 
to, to you know, Trey Young is one. And, you know, it's a little crazy with everything that's going on in, in the sport. But uh, I have to make a comment because I didn't talk to you guys. The Sunday-Brooklyn game. Uh, Peter made a point today on the K-Show. I was in and out. Kyrie, as great as he is, and believe me, he's like Barishnikov. He's beautiful to watch on the basketball court. But I rewatched that next-to-last play twice, three times maybe. Mm-hmm. He dribbled himself into a pickle and gave Durant, you know, no opportunity, and then he didn't stay home on the coverage. So as good as you are scoring, I don't see the Nets advancing. I know it's not a basketball night, but just keep that in your pipe, and I'll, mm. I'll talk to you next time. I say Boston, uh, the Boston Nets winner loses definitely to Milwaukee wow. in the next round. That's what I say. I That's think you agree with me, Larry. Well, I'll say this, Spike, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I still believe that if they can be, if they can have great nights together. Kyrie and Durant can outscore anybody. They can they they make it really really tough on you. <clears throat> they can outscore a lot of folks, and uh, so I I understand what you're saying, and you know they do have their liabilities. Of course, they have the size liability. Uh, you know all this talk about now that uh, Ben Simmons has gotten. Uh, Gordon Ben Simmons is practicing yeah, now gearing and gearing up and he's, he's taking contact and he could be ready by next week and so on and so forth. So obviously if he comes back, that does change things a little bit for them. It gives them a different person as far as even if he can just spot minutes where he's just, you know, doing what he does best, which is defend and help rebound, which will help you on the boards a little bit. But those two are just so talented, Gordon. They, they make it tough on anybody, even the, even the Milwaukee. Even the Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why all these teams try to get two superstars together, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and these guys are, I mean, you can rank them however you want, but they're two of the top, at worst, top 15 players in the sport right now, and they're probably higher than that. So the Nets, the the range of outcomes for the Nets are wide open. They Mm -hmm. could very well go to the NBA Finals this year. Now, I don't think that they will, but would it shock me? If they all of a sudden get on a little bit of a roll here, that this is what they've been waiting for. They got Kyrie now back for every single game. Ben Simmons might be able to give them something, and Kevin Durant, as as great a superstar as he is, mm-hmm. that they were to go on a run and, and get to an NBA Finals. No, I, that would not surprise me at all. Not at all. That's what nope. they're built to do. If, if they lose in this opening round, it's a colossal failure for yeah, them. It is. Colossal. It is. It is. Even 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 against a very talented Boston team, oh, that's absolutely. been one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yeah, no it still question. would be. Uh, mm-hmm. It still would be like what? <laughs> right, we're three years into this experiment, and if that if that they would have won one playoff series, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not what you want, Gordon. Not no, what it you is want. Not. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Uh, yeah, Larry uh, Gordon. I hope Boone finally keeps Hicks at the leadoff spot. You know who Hicks reminds me of, Larry? Who? Tommy Agee. A big guy, plays center, can steal a base, can run, okay. hit with power, good yeah. defensive player, just mm-hmm. lead, and he walks. He's yeah. Tommy Agee, let me tell you. And this guy, he can sacrifice. I like him. I like him at the top of the lineup and just leave him there. I just hope he does it. He can run a little bit, handles the bat. 
I love him there. Chip he scored two there. runs tonight, Richard, so he is definitely going to need a day off tomorrow. He is exhausted. Yeah, he well, that he I don't know. Boy, that stuff I don't know. But uh, I love him <laughs> no at the one top does. of the lineup. He does everything you want a leadoff hitter to do. Just leave him there. That's all. Uh, as far as the NBA, let me tell you something. All right. So far, it hasn't been like the first two weeks of the NCAA tournament. But just think of this, fellas. With the exception of Milwaukee, and I do not want to see Milwaukee win. Any of nine other teams, eight other teams can win it, and it'll all be storylines. you got, like, the Nets and Phoenix. They've never won it. Then you got teams like Philadelphia and Boston. Philly hasn't won it in 40 years. Boston hasn't won it since, you know, Pierce and those guys at least 10, 12, 15 years. And then in the West, you got teams. Denver's got, you know, a little chance. New Orleans probably very little. Minnesota. Minnesota would be wonderful to see. I'm telling you, with the exception of Milwaukee, any team that wins this uh, tournament, it'll be a great story. Even the Nets, that would be the greatest story, to be honest with you, from where they've come down from. So that would be fantastic. So I'm really looking forward. So far, the games haven't been that great, except for the net game, which I really, really enjoyed Sunday. I really enjoyed that game. It remind, Larry, it reminded me of the old early 70 games, Knicks and uh, uh, Boston Celtics in the early yeah. 70s with Frazier and them guys yep. against Cowens and JoJo. Oh, that was so JoJo great. Yeah. It was great. So, all right, fellas, always a pleasure. And right, uh, just let's enjoy these NBA playoffs. It's a great Absolutely. time of year. Yep, thanks for checking in, Richard. It is uh, – and they'll get you'll get some drama to them. I mean, I'm, st- I'm, I'm very curious to see how uh, Gordon Memphis responds after losing to Minnesota, how they're going to come back. You mm-hmm. know, the young teams really intrigue me. Uh, what's going to happen with the Pelicans when they play again. You know, these are the, the teams that haven't been there. How do they respond in these situations, you know? So uh, that's going to be real, real interesting as as we continue to watch these playoffs, as they move on. Because I tell you, we, we saw what Jimmy Butler was able to do with the, very quietly, Miami has silenced Atlanta and put them in an 0-2 hole. Now, look, all Miami did was do what they're supposed to do. They held serve on their home court. But if they split one of two in Atlanta, this is going to be interesting. Well, you need the storylines because these playoff series, they take a month to play them. <laughs> it takes Especially a long time round. to wrap up these first rounds. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's Especially plenty the of storylines. Yeah. You are right. You are right about that. You are absolutely right. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, did you see Joel Sherman's article today? What do you think? I did. It? Yep, of course. Joel's a, a go-to every day that uh, puts a car, an article out. I'm, I'm always reading them, so they are interesting. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. I, I think it's just a way of, um, you know, tacking on the failures of last year, this year. And this year has been terrible. I mean, they've been bad so far. I understand they've underperformed, especially uh, on the offensive side. Uh, I think that there are uh, – it, it's almost like people are making it out like they've never, they haven't won a game. They are literally right now, as we speak, in first place in the division. Now they're mm-hmm. only six and five, but the rest of the teams are only six and five. Yeah. At some point, this team has to hit. The problem is, is that I think that, like a lot of people, I wonder how they have drawn up this offense of whether or not it will be effective over the long haul. It'll be effective at times. It's going to be a lot better than it is right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's almost like. It's the type of offense that at points will score 10 runs a game. Mm-hmm. But then at other times, they'll score one or two runs a game. Now, that'll right. average out to be five runs a game, which should be enough, but it's not, it's not what you're really looking for over the long haul. 
yeah, they'll score enough runs over the when you when you add them all up because there'll be enough bad teams that they'll hammer at some point. But when you get to the the good teams, can this offense score runs effectively? Can they get hits with runners in scoring position, or is it just going to be, hey, we're just going to wait for the home run? Because we've seen in the postseason, last few years, they wait for the home run, and we're still waiting for it. We're like yeah. sitting on the bus stop waiting for the bus to go by, and it, <laughs> it hasn't picked us up yet. This and, and what I thought was going to happen with this team, Gordon, was that they would, Cashman would try to, and I think he did in a way, by getting a little better defensively, I thought he was going to try to make his team more versatile, right? Where you don't have to do, as you say, rely on the home run. Where you have that opportunity to maybe to do some hit and run. Maybe you have you have guys that make contact on the team, right? And I think you, so far, I would say that LeMahieu is starting out better than he was last year. There's no question. Yes, he looks back to the way he was a couple of years ago, at least mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a big key. Uh, you just have to find a way, if you can get Torres rolling, if you can get... You know, I, see, I think Stanton and Judge are going to hit. So I'm not really yeah, I'm not worried, really worried about, about them. them. We'll put yeah. them on the side. But you do need Torres and a couple of other guys and, and, and Donaldson to do because you're not getting anything from your shortstop and your, and your catcher right now. And I'm a little surprised at Higgy. I thought Higgy – I didn't expect him to have the year he had last year, okay, because I thought that was you know a bit much for him previously because when you look, he didn't – previously wasn't that consistent. And now he's kind of fallen back. So I think you need somebody to help compensate for those for those two spots that you've got in your lineup. Yeah, because those two are like we all talk about. Well, they got ten guys for for nine spots, but they really don't because the shortstop and the catcher are pretty much going to be non-entities in terms of run production every single day. Mm-hmm. Nobody that's playing those two spots are really going to give you anything. And I don't know so much that it was that they went out and made the conscious decision that, hey, at shortstop and catcher, we're going to improve defensively because our our numbers tell us that this will improve us by this much each day. Or if it was, you know what, we really can't do anything else. We need to have somebody at shortstop. We cannot put Glaber Torres back there. Mm-hmm. So let's just go get somebody who's, who's just a stopgap and will just be there for the time being that if one of our kids – matures quicker than we thought in the minors and are ready to go by midseason, we can stick them there. If somebody becomes available and we can make a trade, okay, then fine. But we're not, we're not spending any more money. That's right. really what it comes down to to me. They were not going to spend any more real money this offseason. Um, so they went out and made the Donaldson move, so they at least improved, I guess, at third base. But I don't know how much they really improved the offense overall. But now – you know, as bad as the offense was last year, I don't know that I could have taken another year of watching Gary Sanchez night in and night out. <laughs> now you know what you're going to get. You know, with mm-hmm. with Gary, you didn't know what you were going to get. Now you know you're not going to get any offense really out of the catcher or the, the shortstop position. And it's about the other, you know, the other guys in the lineup to be able to kind of carry the load a little bit. And they have clearly not done that so far. I, I do not. expect it'll get better at some point, but it yeah. is, I, I do think it's a fair question that the way this team is built, it's so singularly focused. They can yeah. beat you one way, and when they beat you that way, it's impressive. It is. But how often are you going to beat a team that way? There was an interesting conversation um, that Gary Cohen and um, Keith Hernandez had in game one of the doubleheader, Gordon. And they were talking about uh, how the trends – I think, and I'm going to paraphrase them, and I'm and I'm I'm going to paraphrase them. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but I'll just say, in generalities, that this season so far, so far has been the first time in a couple of years that you've had 
uh, more more like stolen bases and more like not not small ball but kind of contact ball, shall mm-hmm. we say, uh, than you've had with teams just trying to lay back and just power the home run. That it's that it's you're starting to see a little change in the shift of you know what what analytics said about three four five years ago. That let's look home run or bust. Just go up there and slam it out of the ballpark. You know, just go ahead and do that. That you're starting to see now more teams shifting to the other way, and it might be Gordon the fact that there's not a, you know, maybe since they changed the baseball, there's not a whole lot of power out there. You don't have that type of consistency where the home runs were just flying out of the ballpark after they were <clears throat> manufacturing the baseballs. Yeah, and look, if they ever got around to removing the shift or not allowing teams to put four outfielders in the, oh. maybe it might move things even further in that direction. They have mm-hmm. not done that as of yet, but I think that, yeah, there are ways to push back against what is, I think, overall not a very uh, interesting and exciting product to watch. It's not the best form mm-hmm. to to have. And, and even if it were to be the type of thing where, you know, everybody always says, well, lay down a bunt down the third baseline. I mean, like, is that really exciting baseball to watch? Watching guys, like, slap the ball the other way just to get, like, a cheap base hit? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be effective in, in removing the shift at some point if you do it enough times. But I just don't think – I think that baseball needs to do something to put guys in position and say, okay, you can have some range of motion, but you can't go all over the place. Well, here's what baseball knows. What Smoltz and Glavin said years ago. Chicks did the long ball. Boy. They do. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Last week, my wife was off because she's a teacher. And now this Mm -hmm. week, the kids are off. So I just need a week where they're both back doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I have the house to myself. I can't take it anymore, Larry. I understand. I understand. You sound like Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, That's why he I need this. Work. I need that. I'm like, can I get some work done around here? Uh, I was wondering because I went outside this morning going, 38 degrees. Oh, it was raw today. Like, like, and it was weird because on? it was like sunny out and you're like, oh, it's a nice day out, right? It is late April. Uh-huh. And then you went outside. And you're like, nope, not, not today. It's not. <laughs> You went outside. You're like, oh, it's 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 October. It's football weather. Let's go. Let's get some, get some guys. Go to the go to the playground. Get a little touch football going. Let's go. This is the part of the like. Everybody says that spring is like their one of their favorite. A lot of people like fall and they like spring. Mm-hmm. But they really just want summer now. They like exactly. they don't. This is this is spring, and I don't like it. I, yep. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Let's bring it on. Let's get like. 60 degrees should be the cutoff now. At least exactly. 60 degrees. Exactly. It's a little different. I mean, 38. I'm like, Whoa, yeah. what is going on here? And the kids are like, I'm going outside anyway. Let's go. I'm like, bye-bye. Oh, not my kid. My kids were in the house all day today. Just, really? I, I kept trying to get them out of the house. Go play. We got a brand new basketball hoop. Go shoot some nice. hoops for a little while. No, no, they no. won't do it. No. On the devices. On the, yeah, well, you know. You need to take your devices outside. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to pick the device up, throw it outside, and have them chase it for a little while. See if that gets it. Absolutely. And before we hear from uh, the Mets, uh, Gordon, I got to say this. I, I'm listening a little bit to the Rangers. Yeah. Three consecutive shutouts, Gordon. It made me think of, man, to be a Ranger fan this year was like being a Nick fan last year. You know, you're playing yeah, sure. well. Your, your, your goaltend, right now the goaltend is hot. Shesterkin's unbelievable like Randall was playing last year. And I know they're not. it's not the exact correlation, 
but you're just, you feel so good about your team. They're just winning. They're going into the postseason the way you want to go into the postseason on a high. They're playing so well. Three consecutive shutouts. And it's just like, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, last year we were so happy as Nick fans. <laughs> even even look, at least we were in the season. Now we didn't know what was going to happen with Atlanta and anything. We hadn't got to that stage yet. But Gordon, we were in the playoffs. It was just like we're back in the playoffs again. We don't have to worry about ping pong balls for a season. Wow, this is great. And, and I just reflected the moment, and I was like, wah, wah. It was one of those things where, like, I think a lot of people were skeptical of the Leon Rose hire, and I know a lot of Knicks fans were skeptical of Tom Thibodeau. But then when it pays off with the season that they had last year, even the the skeptics of us, I consider myself one of them, you think to yourself, well, you know what? Maybe these guys know better. Maybe these guys know more than we know, and, and they actually have a plan, and, and the plan is working. So, so maybe I can start to put some faith in Maybe I was wrong. And then, of course, you had this season, and you're like, no, mm. I, this is this is what I expected. <laughs> yeah. And right now, as a Met fan and a Nick fan, I'm looking, is Leon Rose Brody Van Wagenen? I mean, <laughs> is, is, you know. Is, well, is, look, I will say this for yeah. Leon Rose, and there's a lot of stuff I don't like about Leon Rose. He has avoided the pitfalls that a lot of guys in those positions fall into where they make the big, splashy move. Yeah, true. Damn the torpedoes like Brody did with Cano and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. And he's avoided that. And he's remained flexible, and they can still go out and make a big move. But at some point, you gotta, you got to strike. And they yeah. have not been able to strike so far. And the moves that yeah. they made last year, while not, not the big moves, they were disasters. I mean, there's no other way to yeah. describe them than disasters. They were. they were. So we'll see if he can be Marlon the Magician and get out of it <laughs> this year and try to improve and do something different. So we'll see what happens. All right, Gordon, let's head out to uh, Shea Stadium. Jay Peasy, hit the baseball music for me. Mets with a double-header win against the San Francisco Giants. Oh, Gordon. It was so good. It was so good to watch. Come from behind victory in the first game. Very good game in the second game. And Buck Showalter was asked, really, about the second game starter, Max Scherzer, who had no hitter for about six plus innings. Buck was asked, what have you learned being around Maxie? I think it's verified a lot of things you, you think. You know, there's no secrets, but uh, there's nothing. Max is real. I mean, there's nothing phony. I mean, but he's on all the time. It, it, he's on. He doesn't always oh, Max having a bad, you know, he never, it's not like Max has a, you know, no one has to check what type of, mood he's coming in i mean you know he's, he's max every day i mean he's engaged he's got entertaining opinions and he's usually well thought out it's well thought out it's fun to get his opinion on different subjects especially where our sports concerned he's very uh, very knowledgeable gordon this is so far a different year for francisco lindor we talked about it last year right one of the disappointments was him he struggled uh, he didn't he didn't hit when he came over. His defense was still solid. He was still a great defensive shortstop, but he did not hit for average at all. Right now, Gordon, he is hitting 310. And Buck Showalter was asked about Francisco Lindor's hot start. He had a pretty good spring, but you know, I asked, he had a good spring last year too, from what I understand. And uh, he's in a good place. I've been saying it, and it seems to be 
you know, maybe he was in a good place last year when we broke camp. I can just tell he's he likes the group around him. Not that he didn't like it last year. He just, uh, you know, this is a real good club for a long time last year. They were, you know, we were in first place for quite a while. So it wasn't like anything good didn't happen last year. And uh, his, if you look at his season last year compared to the other 29 shortstops, he's above average. I mean, we just expect him to be. Let me think, you know, many ways he contributed tonight in both games. You know, Peterson, the play he made in the ninth, he just kind of looked over at the dugout and went, you know. Of course, I see how he would react to a lot of things. So he, he's, a, he's a contributor in a lot of facets of the game. He's fun to watch. He's in a good place, quick to smile, doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, um, Peter Alonzo saved him in the first game, Gordon, because he made the throw late that Alonzo pulled Alonzo off the bag, but he was just tall enough to be able to make that play and keep his foot on the bag. But really, Lindor has been fabulous. He's been what you expected him to be for the 30-plus million you're paying him a year. Yeah, and, and, and part of that is is that he can, as Buck said there, he can beat you in a variety of ways, right? It's defense, it's it's the glo- it's not just the glove, it's the legs, it's it's plays in the field, it's base hits, it's home runs, so he can do it all, and uh, you're fine. You know, we said that in spring training, that it kind of felt like with everything else going on, he just kind of flew under the radar, and that maybe is but has been needed to get him in his comfort zone because he's looked great so far. This is the guy you thought you were getting. Yep, no question about it, and he's been good. Hopefully he keeps it up. Max Scherzer in the nightcap. Improved to 3-0. Seven innings, one earned run, ten strikeouts, three walks. Scherzer are making his home debut. Wild one tonight. Just uh, how the conditions that we were playing in. Uh, you know, the fans out here loving it. Uh, you know, providing a good atmosphere for us to play in. Uh, and for our team to go out there and respond and be able to, you know, get scratch and runs across against Webb. Uh, you know, providing some breathing room uh, to continue to operate. Uh, you know, new coming into this game. You know, we really only had you know, had a couple guys down the pen, so I really need to get get as deep as possible into the game today uh, in order for us to win. You know, for a good portion of his outing, Gordon, he was flirting with a no-no. So he was asked afterwards, as a pitcher, throwing a no-hitter, when do you start thinking and realizing, I haven't given up any hits? My rule of thumb is, uh, you know, when you get one time through the order, you got something going. You get two times through the order, uh, you got a shot. So uh, for me, it was getting two times through the order. That's when you start getting there. And then... Uh, you know, in the seventh, eighth, you know, that, that's when it really comes into play. So, but, you know, not until the seventh or eighth do you, do you really think you got something out there. All right. So, Max Scherzer, outstanding. And Gordon tonight was the Max Scherzer that we've been waiting to see. Yeah, no question, right? I mean, he's been uh, been all the talk this year after signing the contract and surprising everybody going to the Mets. And now you got the Coaces. And while DeGrom's not there, you got Max Scherzer. And uh, he was he was locked in tonight, man. His. It was probably just as cold at City Field, maybe not mm. far off from what it was in Detroit. I looked up the the Detroit weather; it was like forty something degrees. It couldn't have been much warmer than that no. at City Field, but mm-hmm. you would not know it because he was he was uh, he was classic Max, you know, stomping around the mound and even in the <laughs> dugout moving around, and he was he was humming tonight. He was he was he was Max. He was Max. And <clears throat> excuse me, I was really looking forward to this, and I thought this was going to be. Uh, are going a little different, a little tighter matchup because Webb is outstanding for the Giants. He just didn't, he just, 
he couldn't control his fastball, and then he went away from it, and he just started throwing off-speed stuff and change-ups and sliders. And, you know, those are those are meant to be pitches off the fastball, not in place of the fastball. And so once you time it, you see it a couple of times and you time it, that's how the Mets got some runs. Yeah, I mean, both games were close. I mean, yes. you know, the yep. other game was a blowout, so uh, close games. Mets made the necessary plays, got the runs late in the first game, and then turned it over to Scherzer in the nightcap. So, hey, just keep it rolling, right? You want to keep it. it going as far as you can. Absolutely. Isn't it, Gordon, this is a rare night. Both local teams won. Mets yeah. Mets won. How about that? That's a right. Good, that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. Well, look. Mets are, are rolling over. Anytime the Yankees get a win these days, it's like, <laughs> wow, they did? Mets is becoming an accepted thing where you just expect it. Yeah, it is. It is. But once again, it's early. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer till Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. 1-800-919-3776. For those of you on hold, hang with us a second. We're going to Detroit in a minute to uh, hear from some, uh, hear from some a couple of Yankees. But first, as you know, over the past couple of uh, past, past week or so, we've been on this quest via the Twitterverse. Gordon Damarai are trying to figure out what, if there's anything, anything our audience loves more than the Sopranos or, or even, even equal. I no. mean, we haven't found anything equal. No, not even really close. Oh, now, yesterday we put it up against chocolate chip cookies, and I'll say chocolate chip cookies held its own for a while. Mm-hmm. Show that man the respect he deserves. But in the end, chocolate chip cookies went the way of all the other things. Puppies. Massages. Mm-hmm. They did not. They were not able to last against the Sopranos. So I, I think it's my turn for a nomination. Each night, someone else yes. on the staff nominates. Mm-hmm. I think I have it, Larry. Oh, okay, good. There we go. There we go. I'm confident in this. Oh, this baby. is one of the things that I love in life. Pizza. Mmm. Okay. Pizza. Okay. So I think that I think some Sopranos people might have a hard time. Making wow. a cho- oh, do I like this? I do love pizza, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with pizza tonight. So day four of our quest to see if there's anything that people like better than The Sopranos. I've tweeted it out. Voting is now open. Your two choices: The Sopranos or pizza. At hardest the ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Those are your options. Voting is now open, and while you're voting, join us as we head to. The Motor City. To hear from the Yankees. We begin, Gordon, with Garrett Cole. Now, this was not the best outing for Garrett Cole. It really wasn't. No. It wasn't it was, you could say all. it was his worst. I mean, it's it, not the biggest spot, but yeah, in terms of actual performance. Whew. It was bad. It was bad. So, afterwards, Garrett Cole was asked about his start to the season. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, this one's, this, this, this game is obviously pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, you know, the last game, the last game, you know, one, you know, Vlad had a great night and, and, and the, you know, the game before, like, we, you know, opening day, we didn't really know, like, that's kind of uncharted territory for really a lot of people in the league, you know, coming off of that spring training and to be able to hold it where it was was a pretty big positive for me. So, um, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't quite really know how to answer that for you, Marley. I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty disappointed right now. So that's kind of what I got. Uh, I can answer it for you. It's not very good. <laughs> it's very simple. It's not very good. That's no. it. It's not very good. Come on. Yeah, Come on, Gary. No, I mean, I know that people have said that he's just making excuses after all of his starts. If any answer that he gives is an excuse, he just mm-hmm. seems like a guy who doesn't have any answers right now. He's I lost. Mean, he just, yeah, he just seemed lost in that in that little. And he's not great answering questions, as we remember no. from the whole spider tag no. thing. <laughs> he's not a good answerer, but uh, yeah, he definitely seemed like he's searching for answers right now. He would be fun on the witness stand. He'd crack right away. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever commit a crime with Garrett Cole. He will give you up right away. I would love to see him on play the poker game. against that guy. <laughs> it would be a joke. It really would. Aaron Boone was asked. So what happened to Cole in the second inning? I mean, I think just lost the strike zone a little bit. Um, you know, I probably probably got a little bit out of his rhythm. Thought he was pretty sharp actually in the first inning, and then you know the the. Willie Castro at bat, you know, where he actually got ahead of him and started spoiling a lot of pitches, and then he eventually lost them and just, um, you know, was just missing around the zone a little bit, and then started spraying his fastball a little bit. And I probably should, I should probably shouldn't have left him out there as long as long as I did. Um, just just the weather and the number of pitches he was racking up, but you know, he was at that two out, and I was like, just wanting to get, wanting him to get through it, and uh, you know, just couldn't make that final pitch to get himself out of the jam there. You mentioned weather, Aaron. Could weather have been an issue for Cole? I'm sure. You know, I, I think for for as much as it was a struggle for the offense tonight, I, I still think there were a little bit of issues with every pitcher coming in, just kind of dialing in that command a little bit. Um, and 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 um, you know, the the cold can always play a role in that. What makes you confident about your race? The stuff's there. The stuff's there. The really with every pitch, and I and I think I think, you know, I think the cutter's going to p- play an important role for him too. Um, you know, I, I would even go back to you know opening day. You know, the first four hitters were not good, right? But he settled in, got rolling from there. I thought overall he threw the ball well against Toronto. Vladdy got him on a ball off the plate, so. Like, I, I get it. The results aren't there, and, and we're talking about Garrett Cole. And, um, but I, I feel like it's a cl- lot closer to popping than, than, than would meet the, the lines these first few. Answers with Aaron. All right, we do this every night. The Yankees play. Gordon Damer tries to mind meld with the Yankee skipper, Aaron Boone, whom also you can hear here Thursdays on the Michael K Show at 4 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, we kind of know what he has said previously. He's been consistent about this. But he was asked again, especially after Cole's outing tonight, are you concerned about your ace? Well, clearly the answer is going to be no. He will will give an emphatic no right off the start. He will give something along the line. Well, you know, guys, while it wasn't good tonight, it is only three starts to the season – uh, guys have slow starts. We got a couple of guys in our lineup who have had slow starts. We know who Garrett Cole is, and it won't be long before Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. Skipper, are you concerned about Garrett Cole? I'm actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. I, th- I think he's, um, 
I, I really believe he's poised for a big year for us and uh, know he's going to, you know, carry us for a long stretch. Uh, you know, just hasn't gone his way so far, but um, I do feel like he's close. He's just got to, you know, get locked in with his rhythm and, and he'll take it from there. All right. So you were absolutely right, Gordon. All right. All right. Here's the next one. Aaron Boone was asked about his evaluation of the Yankee offense. His evaluation. Well, you know, we're still scuffling a little bit right now. We were able to get uh, we were able to get some opportunities tonight. Not enough. We need to get more opportunities, but we we had enough of them. We cashed in enough of them that we were able to get a win tonight. Aaron Boone on his evaluation of the Yankee offense. Not a lot there. You know, obviously, you know, we had some chances there. Um, you know, couldn't break through with that big hit to really break up, open the game. DJ obviously gets a big hit there at the end, but we didn't get a lot brewing tonight. Um, you know, there were some good at bats, and we had a couple opportunities, um, but but not a lot, but but enough to shake hands at the end of the day. There you go. That that one I nailed. I don't know if I nailed the first one as much, but that one. Come on. Yes. That's uh, that's you at your best. I I come to expect it. Right. Much like Joey Gallo strikeouts, I'm going to get one a night. <laughs> I'm going to get one a night, Larry. Oh. Those things should be sponsored. If, if a company was smart, like a like a, maybe, I don't know what, like a snowblower, something that, that, that blows wind, you know, like leaf blowers or something, they should sponsor every Joey Gallo strikeout. They would have more mentions than Michael K's name on the, on the broadcast. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. No, I'm not a you. bad idea. It really isn't.